0: 720 WGN high atop Chicago in the Skyline studio and excited to have on the line one of the most exciting personalities in sports, a 10 times X game gold medalist, supercross, motocross champion, rally cross, NASCAR, equal parts, I would say, motorsports superstar, Evil Knievel, and of course, the PT Barnum of the Nitro Circus, always bringing the fun with the fast for fans, the one and only Travis Pastrana. Welcome to WGN
1: hey thanks a lot heck of an intro appreciate you
0: no come on you deserve it i think this though and i know the fans are thinking it with everything you do everything you've done in all those different areas of motorsports what keeps you always changing lanes on the uh, action-packed career
1: you know I, I tell you what it's waking up in the morning with a passion i uh, love what you do and you know for me uh <laughs> i love motocross and supercross but i was injured so much um and you know obviously the freestyle as well but freestyle you didn't have to be in as good a shape so you could you could do freestyle with a, uh, you know, heck I broke my collarbone two weeks before X games was still able to pin and plate it and get back out there uh, because you only had to survive for a, uh, you know, two minutes at a time. And, uh, you know, with me, rally cars really worked out well because all-wheel drive. Um, every time I was injured, I would jump in a go kart or s- something with four wheels, and um, I could do that a little bit injured. So I made the transition with a lot of my sponsors to, to rally, which which worked good cause it's like motocross with a roll cage. A lot of jumps, a lot of sliding. Uh, you know, snow, dirt, pavement, whatever you want. Uh, Tried NASCAR for a little bit, wasn't, uh, wasn't the best at the rear wheel drive and uh, figuring out kind of the drafting and everything in the pavement side of it. But, you know, I had a lot more experience the last couple of years uh, in rallycross with, uh, you know, my Subaru uh, teammate, uh, Scott Speed, who came from F1 and uh, even the Jim Connor stuff, man, just sliding backwards at 130 mile an hour through back roads. It's, uh, learning a little bit of that downforce
0: so the headlines these days as you know travis are a little bit about the daytona 500 you know nascar you mentioned it. it's a little different these days and it would be a lot more fun with you involved so so what's going on uh, can you talk a little bit about it it would be great to have you in on all that nascar action
1: oh man it'd be absolutely amazing i mean since oh since i before i can remember i wanted to be i want to race the daytona 500 um, you know, it was kind of something that all my friends and family, we'd all gather around our buddy's house and, uh, he had a little dirt track out front and, uh, we'd play all day and then, and, you know, they watch the 500 that afternoon. And, you know, I, I really wanted to, to get to that point in NASCAR, but I, I struggle learning uh, the rear wheel drive, learning the pavement just from the background that I had. I didn't, didn't really have the experience, uh, to get up to speed quick enough. Like I said, I've had more experience here as of late. And I'm looking at all this bucket list stuff, and you know, we had a really successful, uh, won the you know rally championship uh, last year, in the Nitro rally Rallycross, and even uh, if you look at uh, some of the guys that, that jumped over Chase Elliott, and uh, last year's winner, the, the Daytona 500, um, Austin Cindric came over to Nitro rally Rallycross and, and gave their hand at, at kind of riding the uh, the dirt stuff, but uh, for me. I really wanted the opportunity to race the 500. And with the sponsors that I have and the seat time that I've been having, this is uh, it's kind of now or never.
0: You know, sponsors, of course, more than any other professional sports drive racing. But with you, I think there's a trust level, right, that Travis will bring not only the potential for success and victory, but also a lot of eyeballs, right, and also a lot of fans. Talk a little bit about that. Is that. No matter what it is you say, you wake up and you say, well, what do I want to do today? You've got that great support system right behind you.
1: I uh, just have some amazing sponsors, and the guys at Black Rifle have uh, have really been supportive of everything. And you know, we've had a lot of success in racing, and a lot of success just with some fun one-off stuff like the Gymkhana series. But for me, this is this is even outside of the the range that you know I, I could get really get support from. So it, it's a lot of friends, uh, it's a lot of sponsors that are friends um, with, with Dixon Flannels and uh, maybe even Alpine Stars, and, and getting in with Toyota and then the twenty three eleven team to give me an opportunity. And you know, it's, it's going to be a fun experience, but I still got to qualify. We could have probably gone in and tried to buy a charter, but one of the biggest things I didn't want to take a spot from an up and coming NASCAR driver from anyone that deserves that. I still have to qualify in. So I didn't realize this at the time, but Jimmy Johnson so there's only four spots open for the, the Daytona 500. So you have 37 chartered rides and of the nine or 10, there. 12 people that are going to try to qualify. There's only four spots left. So Jimmy Johnson, a two-time Daytona 500 winner, um, as well as seven-time NASCAR champion. Leo Castor Nevis, four-time Indy 500 champ. That's just, just two of the nine that I'll be competing against uh, for those four spots. But that's also why we went with the 2311 11 team, uh, which is basically Denny Hamlin and uh, Michael Jordan. Yes. And they put together a team with, uh, with Bubba Wallace to... Really, just just get out there, and because they're new, they're excited to have someone else that that can hopefully you know work with the Toyotas and and get near the front. So having another car for them is, is really big. It's really important, and you know, with any luck, uh, we'll come out, we'll qualify well, and uh, we'll be you know kind of supporting the rest of the Toyotas to, to try to do the best we can. And man, I, I mean, you know, I just want to get in there. I want to be a part of the race. That's the goal. But you know, it's a restrictor plate race, so anything can happen, and, and we're going to put our best foot forward to. Hopefully, be in the final and to do the best we can.
0: You mentioned it; anything can happen, and it is one of those great races and the kind of thing. Even Travis Pastrana, with everything that you have done, if you end up winning the Daytona 500, it will be built into each and every introduction that you ever have. And you know, when you think about it, for those bucket list events, like this is it's possible, right? You have the talent, you have the instincts, you have the experience. You know, in those kind of cars, this isn't sort of out of left field. And you look at the Daytona 500 and the way it is, you. May mentioned restrictor plates with all of those kind of big crashes and the way that those races just kind of change and evolve and really completely maybe flip-flop at the end of them. I mean, this could happen.
1: I mean, you you (laughs) never know. I know there's a lot of NASCAR fans laughing right now, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, my first race in the, what was the the nationwide series, which is I guess Xfinity now, you know, I qualified third for for Daytona and I was actually, if it wasn't for Kyle Larson uh, on the last lap uh, throwing his car into the into the (laughs) fence <laughs> on the last straightaway and, and dodging that uh you know we had a top five going we still I still got 10th I was backwards at 180 miles an hour <laughs> across the infield going across the line but uh you know we've right. run well there I qualified pole for uh, for Talladega before so it's not as far outside of, of left field as, as most people think um you know I definitely have a reputation for for crashing for being crazy but you know this is the only thing I've ever had on my bucket list that isn't doesn't have the word win before it or after it. Um, it's just, for me, got a great program with some great sponsors and hopefully a a really good car. Um, I believe I can qualify and I believe I can do well, but at the end of the day, it's just, for me is to be a part of this amazing race and shoot, I'll be signing autographs. I'll be up in the crowd. I'll be, it's going to be an awesome week of of just absolute fun for my whole family and, uh, all my friends and, you know, we're bringing a lot of veterans in as well to, to kind of uh, enjoy this as well. So it, it's going to be a good time.
0: Well, you talk about that. And as big as it is, it's so cool to hear you, a guy that has been in some of the biggest moments in motorsports and all that, just being excited about it. It's the great American race. And as great as it is, it will be an even greater event with you in it. And you mentioned certainly that crossover, too. Elio in and Jimmy Johnson He's been racing in in IndyCar. Talk a little bit about this. I've covered motorsports for the last 20 years or so. And there, there is this appreciation factor that's always gone on. NASCAR drivers are super, super cross fans and IndyCar drivers are NASCAR fans and all that. So on the driver side and the rider side, it's always been there, but you're seeing more and more of the fans, whether it's the dirt track and, and all sort of that crossover, you're seeing more of the fans sort of appreciating the other kind of forms and disciplines of racing.
1: Well, at, at the beginning of the series, like I said, our, um, our series, uh, which was the end of their series last year, um, you know. Chase Elliott uh he came over and Austin Sindrick, uh, who won the Daytona 500 last year and man we were so excited to have them in Nitro Rallycross and um the guys neither one of them ended up qualifying but we only take you know it's only uh 10 cars to the final for for our series uh, but they did phenomenal and they got to jump you know 100 foot gaps and they were sliding all-wheel drive you know 1200 horsepower cars through the corners and um we had so much fun but it's interesting to hear because when I when I transfer over to NASCAR, everyone's like, "Oh, clown!" You know, just like it's amazing the the amount of, of backlash I've had. I'm like, "Shoot, they you, her I won that event. They didn't qualify. I'm like, well, oh, what if you don't qualify? It's gonna suck." I'm like, "Yeah, it will." But man, I gotta give it a go. And this is this—it's a bucket list. It's a dream come true. I've got the sponsorship in place. I was like, "Man, this is just about fun. It's about being a part of something that that's awesome." And you know, when you got guys. Um, like Alexander Rossi, Indy 500 champion, race the Baja 1000. You know, he hasn't done that well in it, but man, how cool is that, that an Indy, you know, an Indy champion is down there with Hinge Cliff and uh, JR and all, all the guys there, Hildebrand, to to have fun in a different sport. And if you look at Jimmy Johnson, he came from off-road, and uh, the drivers, man, have taken me so far under the wing. Even Denny Hamlin, my first race ever in Richmond um, in, the, in the Nationwide Series, he saw that I was struggling and, and slowed down And let me follow him for a couple of laps. We weren't on the same team. Uh, We weren't on the same, any of the same sponsors. And that's a big reason why I wanted Denny to kind of guide me through this one. He's always taken the time to help me kind of get up to speed. And I think with him being a three time Daytona 500 champion and and you know and part owner of this team it it definitely behooves him to to have me do the best that I can and and man I I, I want to do the best we can out there.
0: Yeah, you let the listeners know we're talking about the one and only Travis Pastrana and you mentioned Denny Hamlin you mentioned Michael Jordan a little bit earlier and. Michael Jordan getting in on NASCAR, of course, he has that race fan background, but he is a guy that transcended the NBA, transcended basketball. You have done that in a lot of ways in the motorsport side. And when you look at, and a lot of times success on the driving side in NASCAR is good fits with good equipment and ownership and drivers. And so when you knew and you mentioned it's a great place to be, I think it sure is, was the fact that Michael Jordan was there, just their background and sort of that open-minded kind of uh, perspective on racing. It's a perfect fit for you.
1: It is absolutely perfect. I mean, uh, you know, Michael Jordan, I I got to meet him down at Daytona back in 2003 when he sponsored Jason Pridmore and the Suzuki team um, for, for the street bike racing. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, just a huge race enthusiast. And you know, he he wants to win. He's a competitive son of a gun. And it's a, it's a team that that I think will give me the best opportunity because it's a young team um, because the drivers are invested um, themselves in, in the team and definitely people were like, well, you know, why wouldn't you go with, um, you know, with the Gibbs or with the Childress or something like that. And I said, because if I go to a Childress, I'll get whatever the the next best car is. So if they have three drivers, I'll be the fourth best car. And that's, that's fine. But I truly believe going to the 2311, um, you know, we got a Tyler Riddick and, uh, and Bubba and and myself. And they said, look, we got the same crew chief for all the cars. Um, all the cars will be absolutely identical. Like we're not going to, test all the engines and see which one's faster and give him the better motor or them the better chassis. Like we're going to absolutely go out and you know, you might have the best, you might have the worst out of the crew, but we're going to give you the best opportunity uh, to get out there and put your best foot forward. So this is this is a dream come true, and I, I believe this is the team to deal with.
0: There's only one Travis Pastrana, but you look at the fans and we talked about that great relationship that you have with sponsors and with fans and all the new people that you are going to bring to NASCAR. NASCAR is reaching out. You got the clash at the Coliseum happening uh, in that football stadium out in Los Angeles, Chicago here. We're going to have that street race, first street course race for the Cups. NASCAR is going to happen here in Chicago this summer. Do you ever think about that? Like what you've being in this race, number one, and then also the potential of doing something with it. And then all those fans of everything else that you have done, whether it's the rally or the bikes or all that, that you'll be bringing to this sport.
2: You know,
1: I'm, I'm just trying to go in and to not piss off the, the fans <laughs> that are the, the diehard NASCAR fans. Uh, to be honest, I mean, at the end of the day, we've got an awesome fan group from all over. The drivers are, have all been, you know, welcoming with open arms and, you know, definitely, hope to not mess up. I think that's pretty much what Kurt Busch said. He was like, look, I can give you a lot of advice and he goes, just... <laughs> don't get Jesus. over your head. Just don't screw you it know. up. I mean, basically, like it was a long story to say don't don't mess up and you'll make it in. Uh. I was like, all right, thanks, buddy,
0: <laughs> Travis Stratic. You know, all of that fame, all the success you have earned that, and if uh, if you get into victory lane, it'll be amazing, and you'll have earned every bit of that at uh, too. So as we let you go, you know, there's a lot of work coming up, but it'll be on you so fast that Daytona 500 is going to be here coming up. Where can people go to keep up with all your adventures? Whether it's social media or to get more information about everything as we get towards that great race?
1: Oh man, just uh, Nitro Rallycross uh, rallycross.com or whatever, I don't even know to be honest, but uh, yeah, we have a, a race in Canada and then I represent the United States of America with Tanner Faust over in Sweden uh, for the, the race of champions, they call it, Or the yep, which will be really awesome. Actually, I got I got second there in 2006 with Jimmy Johnson, so hopefully we'll, uh, we'll one up from that and Uh, Then we got another Nitro Rallycross coming up in another round of Canada for a nice race, and then straight to the Daytona 500. So definitely keep track of uh, all the races, and we'll see you soon.
0: Man, all right, he never stops. Travis Pastrana, thanks so much for what you're doing. Thanks for being a part of this. And, of course, thanks for jumping on the show today.
1: Hey, thanks, lot. Talk to you soon, bud.
0: 720. Alrighty. WGN high atop Chicago in the Skyline studio and excited to have on the line the driving force for racing for NASCAR on the most anticipated event on the Chicago sports calendar coming up for this summer. It is a NASCAR Chicago street race and uh, excited to have its president on the one and only Julie Geezy Welcome. Welcome back to WGN. Thank you
2: so much for having me.
0: We were talking a little bit off the air, is it is the off season, right? The season is about to start with the clash and all that. But you know, with everything that's going on with Phoenix, with the championship, and of course, transitioning to Chicago, Julie Geezy doesn't get an off season.
2: It's so funny because in our sport, I feel like the off season is is busier sometimes than the season. And I was talking to a few people yesterday where we're looking forward to the season getting started because then you're able to just really start executing a lot of things you've been working on. But it's been fun.
0: Yeah, and exciting, too, because, you know, welcome back for the series and for fans back to the Clash at the Coliseum, which, you know, proof of concept, it was a hugely successful event, and now to execute in another way, and then leading in, of course, you know, to Daytona and all of that kind of stuff, and so, yeah, everybody just sort of hits their stride, but when it comes to Chicago, I mentioned it, and it wasn't an overstatement, the most anticipated event on the Chicago sports calendar, but even if you're not interested in sports or racing, you will not avoid it. It is happening on the street so what's it like i mean pieces are coming into into play here for the street race
2: it really is and it's been um a a really fun few months um i our team is fully relocated now to chicago we've got an office and a team that is fully dedicated on the chicago street race and i agree i think not only is it probably the most anticipated sport event here in the city of Chicago, but I would argue um, across the country this year. And, um, you know, I think this is the first time that NASCAR is hosting in a NASCAR street race. Um, we've never done it before, which is just so amazing to me. This is our 75th anniversary, and to be able to do that in, in Chicago has been, it's exciting. We're looking forward to it. Lots of planning, but a, a lot of really fun things that uh, we are getting locked in, like some of the music that we announced earlier this week.
0: Yeah, oh, it's it's a big thing, and you look at the way that NASCAR tries. As much as the the exciting you know action on the track is great for all the fans and all that, but I think as in each market, each track, right, it takes on sort of the vibe of the community that it's in, and so obviously you know food, music is huge for Chicago, and you guys did not disappoint. We knew that Charlie Jones and the C Three Group, of course, instrumental in so much of that success for Lollapalooza. We knew that they were in on things, but talk a little bit about the entertainment. It's big.
2: It really is. Um, earlier this week, we announced who that concert talent was going to be. We said that we wanted this to be a festival experience, which I think is really one of the great things about Chicago in the summertime is there's just so much to do outside and in the beautiful park. So we announced that on Saturday, July 1st, in conjunction with the NASCAR Affinity Series race, that we will have the Black Crows and the Smokers headlining uh, that event. All, uh, both of them will give full concerts that day, and then Sunday, just prior to the NASCAR Cup Series race, we have Charlie Crockett and Miranda Lambert, nice. who will both perform full set. So, and this is important,
0: too, for the listeners. You know, oftentimes, with different events and certainly races, you'll have headlining acts. They'll come in, but they only play like a few songs, right? They're just sort of getting the crowd pumped up. This is a real festival that has as much of a music side as much as a race side. These are full concerts.
2: Yeah, that's a great point, Dane, and absolutely. This is full concerts, full sets, just like you would see when you go to uh, any other music festival. We want this to be uh, an all-encompassing event weekend with the races, the on-track action, the music, all the Chicago food that we're going to have weaved in throughout the park, and lots of other entertainment. I think there's an opportunity for us to educate people about um, about NASCAR and our history. As I mentioned, this is our 75th anniversary. And I also think it, it really, one of the things I really want to make sure we do is just celebrate the history of racing in Illinois and in Chicago um, with the race that we had at Soldier Field. There was the very first street race in the country was held here. Obviously, you have Route 66. So a lot of really great history that we're going to weave into it as well.
0: Yeah, and you think about that, just like that history, that legacy that Chicago has, maybe a little under the radar for a lot of people, but it'll definitely be front and center when it comes to the street race. And you mentioned the food side of things. And also, too, is I think it's important to note that the word festival, so this isn't like race tickets, it's, it is like a full festival. And what was that thought process in too? is just to try to have it be just this big, big, big experience that has racing in it as well.
2: You talked earlier about the Bushlight Clash and how that was a proof of concept, and really that was a, a starting point for us when we think about taking our sport to new markets, and that really helped us uh, solidify as we were moving forward with a, a street race and, and what we wanted to do. And I think you know, being outside in a in a park um, in downtown Chicago, it, it just lends itself to so much more than the race cars on track. Of course, that is the hallmark of the event weekend. Those those races. But, you know, this is our opportunity to really reinvent um, and reimagine what that race experience looks like. And I think, you know, it leans into everything that you see in Chicago throughout the summer. There's just so much to do here. There's so many great festivals already. Um, So I think it's a really great blend of the racing experience and really what Chicago does So well every
0: year so many touch points on the entertainment side and we we go back to those statistics that for the clash it was 70 percent of the tickets were first time race fans so for many it's going to be an introduction to nascar and racing for the people that get to experience the street race and all the excitement around it is that part of that thought process is that you never get a second chance to make a first impression nascar will do that in a big way for many this summer is that the thought
2: Absolutely, That is incredibly important for us. We want to make sure that we put the best foot forward and deliver just the absolute best experience possible for everyone who attends the race. And I would say also to just the city of Chicago, its residents, businesses, organizations, um, we want to make sure that um, this weekend is a tremendous success for everybody. Um, it's, a, it's a great opportunity for NASCAR to introduce our sport to a whole new audience. But it's also a great opportunity for us to showcase Chicago to an international audience um, on the broadcast
0: yep yep you think about that we're going to talk about the tickets which are going on sale February 2nd in just a second I know that the fans are excited everybody's excited the city's excited I know the drivers are excited too this is a little bit different being a a track president where you've been with tracks where drivers could get there especially at a new race and maybe do a test or something like that it's a little different here we've had the iRacing right which we talked a lot about over the last couple years how are drivers preparing is that something that they've brought to you on maybe the the nuts and bolts side for the teams is like how do we you get ready for this.
2: Yeah, I think if you look at, um, you talk about the eye racing, the virtual race that we did a couple of years ago. I mean, I think that's a, a good starting point. And, you know, during the pandemic, that was something that our, our teams relied on heavily because we didn't have practice in qualifying. Like you arrived at the racetrack and we're running a race. And so I think you'll see a lot of drivers continuing to prepare that way. You know, that like you said, we're, we're not going to be setting up a lot of practices. They'll have a little bit of practice on, on race weekend just prior to the race. But outside of that, everything that all the preparation will really be, have to be done, you know, virtually and just preparing away from the race
0: car. Yeah, and they'll all just be starting from square one. So that will be very cool. All right, the tickets are going to be available coming up soon. A different situation, right? It's not your normal speedway with seating charts and all that. And we've talked about the festival and all the other elements that are built into that experience. So talk about, there's a couple different kind of ticket levels that are in there and different experiences already.
2: Absolutely. So we already have tickets on sale for our premium experiences, which are your reserve seats. And your hospitality. Uh, there's a, a wide range of options based on the type of view and the type of experience that you want to see. And then on February 2nd, we will have our general admission tickets go on sale. We will have a pre sale for that uh, January 31st and February 1st. If you're interested and want to get tickets, you can go online to NASCARChicago.com, actually sign up to receive notice about that pre sale. Um, so definitely do that. Otherwise uh, they will go on sale to the general public on February 2nd. And that GA pass really allows you to move around the, the park and see the race from a, a few different vantage points. And one note too, we talked about all those concerts, your ticket ticket, for the weekend includes the concerts and the races. It's a two-day pass, nice. so it is all-inclusive with the, the concerts and the racing, which is important and different from what we've done in the past.
0: Yeah, no, that's really cool. Cool to to note, important to note as well and for the fans too. You look at when there's a first event in a city, you look at Formula One in Miami, it's sold out like in, a, you know, I don't know, 11 minutes or something <laughs> like that, right? So if you want to go to this, you should get in on it as soon as possible because, you know, it is the first time ever that this has happened and I know people are going to be coming out of the woodwork, not just in the Chicagoland area, but I think I think race fans, have you heard that, Julie, where people from all mm-hmm. over the country that make trips, make those pilgrimages to different speedways, they're going to be in Chicago.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We are anticipating driving a lot of tourism to the city of Chicago, people coming from other markets to be here for the event, to experience the first time. Again, the fact that it is the very first street race in NASCAR history is pretty special um, by itself. And so we do expect to see a lot of people traveling in to be
0: part of it. We'll have links of at WGNRadio.com. Making history right here in Chicago. Julie Geezy making, writing some of that history that is going to be coming up. We're going to enjoy it. Again, we'll have links. Julie, we'll let you get back to the non-off season that you're enjoying. Excited for the start of NASCAR racing this season. Of course, we'll talk to you a number of times till we get to uh, to the streets.
2: I look forward to it.
0: Thank you, you Dane. 720 WGN. It is Dane in for Dean until 1045 on a big sports weekend. We've talked a little bit of racing. We'll talk a little bit more, but also Championship Sunday is happening, and uh, but before we get to that, right before we get to that, we just brought up, uh, you know, all that action on the stage. We got a pair of tickets to Hansel and Gretel at the Lyric Opera of Chicago, a dark and whimsical operatic adventure based on the classic fairy tale with eye-popping sets. The acclaimed production's packed with musical gems that make it a wonderful introduction to opera for audiences young and old, sung in German with English translations, so you know you'll enjoy every word on stage now through February 5th. Tickets at lyric dot com and so we'll figure out a way stay tuned and maybe before the break or something we'll figure out a way to give those away we've got a couple tickets and when you think about uh you know the nfl oftentimes described as a whimsical operatic adventure based on the classic fairy tale uh nobody tells that tale better than mark carmen mark your thoughts on a big day in uh, in the nfl it's championship sunday
3: one of the great transitions in the history of radio right there Dane. good morning
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know but you know if you had you know a john facenda and the nfl he'd he'd find some way to weave all that together but here you have a rematch for a team that i have heard has been built to beat the chiefs does it end differently today
3: it's a great question. I have I don't have a strong feeling on Bengals Chiefs. I mean Joe Burrow Patrick Mahomes. People are talking about that matchup. in Burrow, of course, uh, if you have been paying attention, everyone is telling everyone that Joe Burrow is three and zero versus Patrick Mahomes. And we got the mayor of Cincinnati giving out weird statements and trying to like. <laughs> did you, I don't know if you saw that. That's just like straight bizarre. He was just. Uh, Basically saying that uh, Joe Burrow was Mahomes' daddy, which I don't know. If, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you need that from politicians, Dane. But hey, maybe I should lighten up. I suppose uh, that was interesting, though. I I, I think that you know I, I've had the Chiefs in the Super Bowl all season long. I think they get past Cincy today, but you really have to appreciate the Bengals. Nobody expected them to be in the Super Bowl last year. There they were, almost won the game, and here they are back in the AFC Championship game. And then the other side of it, it's The Chiefs had never played in an AFC Championship game at home. Now they're now they played in five straight games because they've got a guy by the name of Patrick Mahomes who's put them there. It's pretty amazing. Oh, it's
0: good to see politicians <clears throat> promoting family values, the importance of a father, <laughs> right. importance of a father figure. too. you see that, and and I, you know it reminds me of Ronnie Dangerfield. Because you look at these Bengals, they were in the Super Bowl last year, right? right. Yep. No one gave them a chance against the Bills, and then here, what it is, they really don't get any respect. I don't know the, if the mayor's helping with that, but what is it about the Bengals that no one takes them seriously?
3: I, I think it's a lot to do with history right I mean Cincinnati has ten playoff wins uh, in in the history of the franchise uh, now five of them have come with with Joe Burrow at, at quarterback but I mean look Jamar Chase is exactly by the way who the Bears are looking for who the Bengals picked in the top five and he should have a great opportunity to play big again today it's he, he, he slashed them back in uh, when they played in the regular season which was another game the Bengals won so uh you know I, I I like the Bengals roster. T. Higgins is another receiver that a lot of Bears fans are talking about, who should have the ball in his hands a bunch today. Uh, their Their offensive line isn't great, but Burrow is just good enough to get it done. I think there's. I think we just have a. A history thing going on with Cincinnati, Dane. If I had to, if I had to bottom line
0: it, <laughs> well, you talk about a, you know, no strong feelings, a city of uh, strong brotherly feelings. Right? Went from the fatherly to the brotherly out there in uh, in Philadelphia. I just got back from Philadelphia, and the locals were already talking about the city starting to grease up the light poles so they don't just destroy and burn down the city in celebration. Your thoughts? Your thoughts there? Eagles are tough, been all year.
3: Yeah, I, I think Philly's the best team in football, Dana. They they have been. They were on the you know way to being. Undefeated, they wound up fourteen and three because Jalen Hurts got hurt. Uh, <laughs> so,
0: it, it, like Shawani talked about, like boring Oregon, right? Was it just destined to happen?
3: I, it, it, <laughs> I guess. I mean, I, I, it took me a second to figure out that Philadelphia was every bit as uh, good as they are. But the, the, the Eagles have. I mean, look—they're—they're great. Their offensive line is great. Their defensive line is great. They—they have not no stone unturned. Let's go get that guy, Robert Quinn from the Bears, even though he's done nothing over there. But let's add even further depth. They—they traded for uh, their top wide receiver and AJ Brown, who, which uh, speaking of the Bears, that's another move that the Bears at some point will have to make. They weren't in the position to do it then, but he had—you know—he had nearly fifteen hundred yards this year, got in the end zone eleven times. So, uh, and and Hurts. You know, late second round pick, MVP conversation, which I think is a little bit ridiculous. Like, you wouldn't... I like to put best players there, Dane. Nobody would say that Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback (laughs) in football, but he's had a great season, and they've won a ton of games. Overcoming the opposition and the name, right, Which,
0: which lends itself to injuries and you look at this Eagles team as opposed to when I was out there a couple days ago, you know, that team, you know, was a giant killer, right? They went up against, you know, they had full, they had a backup quarterback and they went up against the Patriots. This is a team like you said, best team in football, you know, could have been undefeated. Like this is the strongest Eagles team in the history of the franchise.
3: Yeah, and they also have that Super Bowl with our guy Nick Foles running it. So, the, this is, you know, pretty impressive for a franchise that uh you know, has a reputation of not winning, and now could be a second Super Bowl in in five years for them. It
0: is a rough crowd. I was there at the Sixers game against Brooklyn, and even okay. the
3: eight year olds were like,
0: were like, you know, f bombing the refs and the other players. So it is a it's a tough place to okay. even when you win.
3: You know, they're gonna they're gonna be upset. <laughs> the, the the Philly fans. They they have earned their reputation, right? I I have only been to one game in Philadelphia. It was way back in the day, and that was a that was a good Bulls team beating a not as good Sixers team. Although they did have Barkley, and I mean that was a competitive Sixers team. But I, I I've never I've never experienced Eagles fans or Philly fans like I think you just did, Dane. So <laughs> oh, it's pretty
0: great, right? Unless of course you're dressed in a Santa suit. You don't want to do that. Right. You don't want to do that. Right. All right, right, thanks, Mark. We'll be excited to see
3: it. Yeah, it should be fun it. Thanks. All right.